Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore practicing presence being with others. We can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Amelia Earhart said, a single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions, and the roots spring up and make new trees. Nature openly invites us to be fully present with spontaneous experiences, such as a raindrop, fragrant aromas, listening to bird songs, a sky full of color, and creative cloud images, if we choose to see these. Our intentional focus to accept the invitation and be personally present is a kindness to ourselves, and this will radiate into all of our interactions and communications with others. Do you feel the raindrops that land on your face as you are running late with your carefully scheduled moments? Are you fully present in this spontaneous momentary experience? As a simple kindness for yourself, take a brief brief pause in gratitude for the interaction. Being fully present with this brief encounter, you can choose to open up space to connect with others around you who are also very much in a hurry. Being present with ourselves and being in communication with others, we are constantly challenged with the variety of technological devices we depend on. These are shaping how we interact and how we expect to act with others we want to communicate with. This is an energetic feeling exchange of trust when we are fully present. And we expect the same basic reaction from someone that you're with. Most of us long for a deeper connection. Being fully present is an art and a work in progress. Today, we are exploring the basic elements for a smooth communication flow within ourselves and with others. So what is flow? Flow is rather an elusive state, as with romance or sleep and creating conditions. Sometimes it will occur and sometimes it won't. So the first part of flow is to set a goal that is challenging, but something that's attainable. And you want to be able to um, view it from a higher perspective, saying, okay, that you know what your resources and what you need to do to get yourself to achieve the goal. It might be something that um, is above your ability or learning and Sometimes we sent, we tend to step into things that we're not sure exactly about how we would get there, but we feel the desire to do that. And sometimes we have to scramble a bit to raise our ability and our focus. And um, in the desire for attaining a goal, um, sometimes we hurry through things a bit more. And when you're really stressed, it's something that your stress level is running your adrenaline. When you're firing on all cylinders, you can get yourself amped up to actually, you know, rise to the challenge. 
But goals need to be clearly defined so that you know that you're attaining it and that you are stepping in the right direction. And so it's a little bit like playing a game with yourself in a way. And um, you're anticipating something because you're planning it. You're looking forward to it. So in a way, you are encouraging yourself to be proactive and get yourself into a different task focus. And as you do this, you're going to find yourself stepping forward and possibly you might be stepping backwards several times too, but your your successes and failures, you can find that this helps to build the momentum too as you um, get yourself more focused on something and you know that you've stepped on it and it is solid, you're, you're basically going to find yourself wanting to step the next step. So these are some things that um, as you get into a mindset of flow um, and your attention goes into more of a narrow um, part of focus, you know, you're going to feel your awareness getting uh, more uh, clear, your, your various components, you know, you're going to be finding that um, you're mastering the situation possibly and maybe didn't know that you could do that. So, holding space is really a conscious um, act of being present. We're allowing ourselves to actually take time within our busy days um, for a set of moments. Possibly they're spontaneous. And um, holding space is really taking time and uh, knowing that you have set aside the time and you want to be in yourself uh, actively in a situation. The effects, however, go deeper than just offering support when you're in this space. Um, You want to have encouraging processes going on too. So when you actually hold something, uh, you're you're grasping onto an elusive time element um, but you're also saying, okay, that you're um, giving out from yourself, possibly um, in a form of a hug or, you know, if you hold someone's hand, you can be embracing someone e- even with, without a physical uh, relation there. Your, your space is really around you, and so you're sharing the space with yourself. And as you move through your environment or your steps, you can um, enter and and leave other spaces and still have an effect with holding a space. So if you're holding yourself as the beginning of this encirclement around you, then your uh, energy is and your intentions, you're going to find that people... Um, are relating to you in different ways when you are actively being aware of the space that you're holding, not just for yourself, but also giving intention and energy to um, positive um, relation of uh, others wherever you are. And it could be physical space, but more frequently it's more the emotional and you're able to Um, surround yourself in an awareness that 
um, when you're present, you're aware, usually, um, maybe more awareness than, um, than you realize. So as you're um, becoming more aware and in your feeling modes, um, as you hold space and you find that you're really uh, actively doing something, it's a conscious way to look outside of yourself and say, okay, um, there's a certain amount of um, relation and anticipation as you are doing that too. It's, there's a lot of ability here that uh, sometimes we aren't aware that we even have. And some of the activities we might end up with um, the list of qualities of certain things and we talk about them and we investigate them, we um, practice them, and sometimes we don't really understand them uh, in true element. So, um, when we explore these different situations, we can be more not just in the knowledge mode, but also embrace this um, list of different things. And we're going to be embracing the attitude that we're shifting in different ways as we go through our uh, exploring. And um, it's something that as we shift, sometimes we need to take a moment for ourselves and pause and really um, know what we're doing by consciously focused on something. So one of the ways that we can pause and do something like that is to have an activity that um, we physically do a transition and we say, okay, well, this is now a new space of, of time I'm focusing on. And something I've been practicing more with are the uh, Tibetan singing bowls. And so we, we, um, I'm learning the importance of the different bowls and their sounds and how they work with ourselves in different levels. And it's very fascinating because as we... Um, shift within the tones of a different bowl because different bowls have different um, notes and they relate to different parts of ourself. And so as we are exploring internally, we're also re- radiating outside. For example, this is the third chakra and it's more like a high tonal um, uplifting sound and in the Tibetan bowls, you can also have more sounds going when you have relationship in the bowl and uh, move it around the bowl. It sings. And as it sings, you know, you're going to be finding yourself relating to it in a different way. So in the bowl itself uh, and the focus, we're holding a space for this um, bowl but we're also radiating out from the bowl in a sound. And so as we look at ourselves, you know, we can say, okay, holding space, um, one of the key components is some kind of safety. You know, when um, when you want to be open and genuine with others um, in the space that you have, uh, within yourself, you know your own safety process, but you're also, as you open up to others, 
you become sometimes more vulnerable. And um, it's sometimes a, a trick to have a sense of trust. Um, you want to feel secure. And um, some people won't want to let down you know, their defenses unless they know the safety part. So it's good to create an environment which, as you're working within these concepts, um, you have the not just the intention, but also um, maintain the different levels of um, attributes that are essential, such as confidentiality and um, you know intentions of um, conversations, so that people know that that they are. Um, being treated in a way that you would want to be treated too, in a way, but you're holding space that is um, genuinely uh, focused on listening to the uh, the person, and they will know and pick that up. So that becomes an opportunity to say, "Oh, well, um, here's this information, and I can share this with people." Um, in, in our space and um, see how they relate to it, if it helps them or it doesn't help them. It, you know, it's more or less a choice. It's impossible to, or it's important to uh, hold space and also knowing that um, that space is, um, you're leaving your ego outside the, the space. Because that this is, again, stepping forward in a true sense of serving others and also not having the higher order of yourself being the control mechanism in that space. So when you do this, sometimes it can be a little challenging, but you can also suspend your sense of importance and say, okay, um, for this practice, I'm going to wait to be present and have this in a way so that I'm really um, in true form here and authentic with my humility and feelings and um, be able to listen if that was what was needed in that space of time. And so when you do that, um, you can also shift, you know, you could be doing another bowl So when we do the bowl, we are focused within the bowl and also within the radiating, um, they call it singing, but the bowl is sharing its genuine true ability of tuning and you will also feel this. So as you do this, um, as someone is um, relating to you, one of your most precious gifts you can do is to have your full attention and have that towards someone so that you're listening attentively, um, not looking at it being that you're expected to respond immediately, but also that you're um, practicing with that full intention to listen without an ego and um, also have it so that the person that you're holding space for can be uh, maintaining eye contact, um, there's no distractions. Uh, they're able to share whatever they need to share, and they're being present in full um, process. So there's a commitment to, uh, as we 
commit ourselves to work with other people outside of ourselves, this is part of the communication process that that actually gives full attention and uh, um, a lot of what we end up with um, more and more now than before is distractions around us and also the distraction of being dependent upon the cell phones or whatever. And um, when you carry those with you everywhere, it's it's a easy slip to have it ping and then you relate to it um, without thinking, okay, I'm with someone that I would like to communicate with. And you've opened the door to be with them in your schedule and your time focus, and they have done the same thing. So having honor of that relationship, you want to be in your full attention and focused with um, whatever's happening in that moment with that person. So it becomes an opportunity to um, practice, you know, the presence in full um, focus. That is um, a practice that sometimes we slip in and out of our, we have good intentions, but having that presence with others is very, um, can be elusive too, because we are not, maybe we're, our intention is there and we hold it for a bit and then it slips through or into a different attitude. So when you do this, you're allowing yourself um, to feel what other people relate to in their own sense, and you have an allowance for yourself to say, okay, um, you're feeling certain things. And when you hold space, you're not trying to control something. You're just holding the space and also having it so that it's full, full of awareness on both sides. And when we accept ourselves in doing this, too, we're not desiring to change anything or anybody. We're trying to look at it from the practice perspective, accepting whatever and having it as a freedom so that in this fraught process, we're allowing freedom to show up so that you can experience a true uh, communication with someone on a different, much more deep level. It's a, a non-judgmental criteria here too, as you are opening the space when you um, have this open attitude, you don't want to be in a controlling or judgmental process as you're totally in communication to pick up what they are trying to share. And it might be just for a moment, but also your opinions and your um, different attitudes depends upon exactly what they're trying to share or possibly they just want to share. So um, the fact that you're actually open in your time slot to be there and also truly showing up and being present, you're finding that your being there is just really valuable. And it's really a matter of perspective. And your perspective is a genuine perspective. And you have paused in your own uh, time factors and, and are honoring that um, this is very important in your schedule. So on a pause note, we're going to um, be coming back shortly. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. We're talking about holding space for others as we are relating to them. And when we're practicing non-judgment acceptance um, and paying full attention, um, part of this quality of practice is some compassion. And when we embrace our acceptance of this compassion, it's an openness to say, okay, how can I help? Um, and even if you don't speak these words, the intention is to assist with uh, others in, in whatever needs they have. Sometimes it's not totally not known ahead of time. But when you're doing loving presence and having um, the time set aside so you're holding the space, it's really a an opportunity for us to practice building um, a compassionate uh, skill level. So you're you're doing several things in that process. You're holding the space. You're practicing. You're learning, um, testing out. You're trying out different things. And um, sometimes it's not very clear that as you're practicing, you're actually successful. But you'll know this as you are going through different uh, space. You know, areas here. Um, if someone doesn't respond and you had the uh, intention of a certain type of response, by being present, you're going to be with them in a different mindset so that if you're not distracted, you're able to actually be able to respond to their response. So it's an inner, inner exchange that's very, uh, sometimes very subtle. But if you're observing and you're, you're meeting an eye of someone, um, you're responding and you're able to exchange the interaction. That's pretty um, pretty exciting. In 
this process too, as an observer, you're more or less witnessing different things too. So, as you're an observer on different levels too, you're observing um, visually, you're observing emotionally, and picking up. Um, if you're looking like um, someone's not responding as you want, then you can switch out your your process too, so that essentially. Um, you're more in the sense of um, having a physical space where they're feeling safe, they're able to exchange information and do it in um, their level of acceptance. So um, it's like having a transformation take place, but maybe you don't see that. And when you're present, um, people will have that that kind of time to um be able to share something that maybe they haven't been able to um, talk about or possibly um, as they're uh, exchanging something, they will find themselves experiencing a higher level of understanding than they could by themselves. So it's very important in this communication process that when we hold space, we have intention and it's more from a standpoint of um, a valuable exchange. And um, it's difficult when we have one individual person trying to do something like that, but if the, the people that are around them or they're trying to connect with, even in a face-to-face, if if the conversation is not one where someone is interested in talking and who or is not present, or if they're present and then they are focused on their, their technology, um, it's very, um, it feels, it, it has a lot of uh, different feelings that show up. And it's difficult to have a communication flow um, when, when that happens because people are distracted and they're elsewhere. And so as we um, become more interested in having uh, communication with others outside of ourselves, we start with our peer uh, intention of being focused and present and also having some um, diligence with uh, areas like not taking a phone into a situation, maybe having it um, a bit more uh, interesting to have uh, the full space of time and ask that they put their phones away or leave them in their car or something. So we have to almost have our own level of choice to say, this does, doesn't work for me and this is how you know this exchange of time is more valuable because we're all approaching this in a different way. And when we're doing this, it honors a lot of the people and their time, and they're uh, they're also learning something. So, um, as as we go through this, you know, there's different training that we find helpful too. I mean, one of the um, our being fully present is practicing. Um, we may not know totally how the effect is, but we can find out that um, there's a lot of uh, ordinary things that we end up learning and applying. Um, Empathy is a a skill and it's something that we uh, apply looking at 
another person's situation and being able to understand how does that person feel. So as you're um, practicing your communication skill here um, and trying out some empathy and um, wanting to actually put yourself in someone else's shoes, you can then be fully present and listen and be present without having um, a um, set of your own tools trying to understand something. So you're you're kind of leaving your yourself open to receiving and working with and trying to understand them. Hopefully, in the same exchange, they will be in that same mode so that you're both verbally and non-verbally able to exchange details and both come away with having presence and being able to listen and um, know how certain things are with someone. So, um, there are a lot of good skills and sometimes the ability to hear someone um, we're trying to try out different things as we go, um, and maybe if we're not truly listening to someone, um, you're in your mind um, not fully present, you're thinking about something that you want to say, you're thinking ahead of yourself, um, or you're thinking of words and your words are uh, distracting your thinking, um, it's not that you're fully there. But that's, again, coming to your space, you want to have certain things that you have a little checklist that goes, okay, I'm doing this, this, and I'm practicing this and this, and try them out and see how they they work um, or not, and then be able to flexibly change. The ability to maintain a gaze, like if we look at eye contact, Um, There's different gazes that when we look at people, sometimes it makes somebody very uh, nervous. And so um, when you're present and you look someone in the eye, that connection can be very powerful. And it's also one because you're looking someone in the eye, you brought along your empathy and your listening skills, the person you're uh, looking to in the eye will actually feel that they have been acknowledged. It's a very powerful uh, communication. If you're also in this process and you're enthusiastic and you're you're finding yourself um, actively, um, you know, having a, a different uplifted feeling. Um, you're not faking it. You're in an authentic, authentic motion, emotion that you're actually. Um, excited to be able to share ideas with this person or you want to engage different, you know, powerful relationship here and that you can sincerely feel it. And as you're doing this, you're going to find that enthusiasm actually helps light up others in their positive process and um, it becomes an ability to authentically be there with self-confidence and and that also gives um, the process a little bit more authenticity so that some people come to situations like that and they're worrying about how they appear, how they're look they're nervous or they're they're not sure that um, there's going to be this pure presence and as we're practicing this effort, it's 
it's actively thinking about these different things in a in a checklist in a way, but practicing them yourself on yourself and then practicing them outside of yourself is a good way to just start tuning to them and knowing that, okay, in certain situations, when you're 100% present with whom, whomever you're working with, and even without words, you're actually present. And um, when you do this, there's got there's going to be a lot of um, things that happen here. When you're focusing, you know, someone can be more uplifted. They can have a whole different relationship to you in a different way. And um, it's how you know it's it's really how much of our communication are we there that's again part of the track trick here of um, matching up the expectation that we have as we're learning we're trying out different things and we end up um, when we try them sometimes we don't know that they they are successful so underneath all of this we're trying to have more meaningful connections and when we're not really conscious about this, we have less um, understanding and we have more questions. And technology is not going away, so what we have to do is reshape how we communicate and know that we are expecting within ourselves, we can make this expectation and we, we say, okay, well, in that same relationship, we're expecting others to have an importance in their mind of something being um, a situation that they need to have uh, authentication and a similar way to connect to you. So again, it's some expectations and it's looking at when we really try to do something, we need to communicate outside of this situation too, that we're connecting and we're looking not just for their essence of, of being, but also their real selves. And we're uh, transmitting the energy in a positive way so that it becomes a a true exchange and a true um, exchange that we feel good. And our presence is our choice. Our full presence is our choice. And we also are expecting everyone to also come together with that too. But that's, again, a high order of request. And unless you're actually clear with others in that intention, they might not fully show up. And when they don't fully show up, then it can be distractive in the sense of what do you do um, when someone doesn't become uh, fully present because you're expecting that. So it's starting us off in a different way with um, what is communication, how does it work, what happens to a relation when we're present but something gets in the way. Like sometimes um, it can be emotionally comfortable and staying present is maybe uncomfortable. And we start out with that um, exchange saying, okay, we are comfortable in this initial process, but the brain is relational. So it's also going around and checking out if someone doesn't have a similar connection process, 
they're going to um, trigger you on an emotion and we can then become backwards in our process and say, okay, we're going to have a reactionary behavior that maybe an emotional process starts happening. So we want to be clear that as we're understanding ourselves and we're giving out the the request that, that we're expecting, we want to be able to um, know that someone's also in a relation process so that emotional discomfort can be a, a, a process that gets in the way. Distractions that maybe you don't have uh, control over. You know, there's external things that people are doing. If you're somewhere in public, you know, other people talking or moving or walking around, um, mobile devices are going off or whatever, um, we can find ourselves not able to actually connect in the way that we had intended. And people will start also finding their minds shifting so that the mind actually can shift into... um, unhelpful self-talk, you know, a negative emotion that becomes even more preliminary in the relationship. So, it could be actual genuine anxiety that takes over. And when we shift in that way, then um, we can also find ourselves blocking the the information because we're in judgment of ourselves not having the, the full communication or trying out something or practicing it but not really fully embracing it because of certain such situations. So, um, experience, you know, there's a lot of spontaneity and experience in this process too. So, we know that um, it's a moment-to-moment experience, and sometimes we are present, but we also know that we have things that show up that become difficult in our process. So, we try to um, make adjustments, and even though we might practice being present um, a lot, we've never actually arrived. Author um, Eckhart Tolle says, choosing to emerge in a given moment Um, It's really a work in process, and we have these essentials that we can can study and we can work on, and a lot of it has to do with our will, you know, our full awareness in ourself and around ourself, and in that full awareness, we're listening and we're reacting and we're responding, and when we do this, we're totally present in our intention. Um, that's all we can do. It's, it's really, um, it's one of those that, you know, we really want to be in that process because then we are an example for others that we relate to as well. And in that relation, um, we are really able to shift things around us and with others. Ralph Waldo Emerson's famous quote says, Who you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you are saying. And then on that note, we're going to do a bowl tone here and take a pause, and we will be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. 
Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment, for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. We're talking about um, our practicing presence, um, being with others. And it's interesting, um, everyone agrees it's important to be in the moment and to live in the moment. And um, it's, you know, basically people may, may not be there, but they don't know that because they're not there. So when it's it goes it can go around and around and as we are learning more of the benefits of taking a, a pause moment uh, occasionally throughout our day days and looking to be more in the present process um, it's kind of a uh, interesting pathway to um, work in and around um, because sometimes we we try so hard that we are feeling like we're getting somewhere, but then we find ourselves uh, slipping out and in and around. And one of the things um, that we can also actively do is to not try so hard. So you may want to just stop thinking about it, which means that um, as you're working on something, sometimes we get so intensely focused that we try so hard, but we can't really accomplish something. So if you loosen up and say, okay, we're, we're taking this on as more of a habit, and we know that we have done this and we've practiced this, and as you start spending more uh, allowing time within your schedule, it's amazing that you will find that your awareness actually is anticipating um, as you're practicing, your your awareness is going to show up and say, oh, this is the moment for me to take a pause and to maybe physically remove yourself from an interior area and go outside and, and take a closer look at nature that's around you or um, whatever's happening in an interesting way 
take some time just to shift your focus. And when we do this, we're going to be building ourselves um, focus process and we're focusing less on uh, trying to control our mind's process, which is uh, an interesting exercise in itself. And we will then find ourselves uh, flowing along within our processes much more smoothly. And um, it's it helps to reduce um, self-consciousness and we find ourselves um, not feeling quite so uh, anxiety-oriented. We're not overthinking certain things. Um, We want to focus and savor the moments. So there's different language, too, as you're learning this process to also not just choose different words because it's been the trend, but mostly savor and feel. And so you're actually Um, immersing yourself into a a certain feeling and that becomes a um, curious effort too because then you're finding yourself if you are actively arranging space you're going to find yourself shifting into a desire for more of the same because it feels good and you make a choice with that you're going to find yourself possibly happier your negative thoughts are um, not going to be quite as prevalent, or maybe they float in and they float out, and you let them go. So you're you're not worrying about things in a different way. And so when when we find ourselves in this process, we're we're taking more present moments and savoring them, and it becomes more inviting from our step by step process. Um, it will uplift yourself, and with that same effort, it uplifts yourself in your communication with others. So um, when you're being with others in this process, um, we're mindful of not just them, but also how we connect. And when we are practicing and testing out different types of things, um, it's okay to ask you know, others to try out different things if they're open to it and see how it works because then they're maybe going to find that is um, more beneficial to them as well. And it goes back to uh, planting seeds that um, essentially start sprouting in their lives and in their exchanges of information. So sometimes we can lose track of everything because something else happens and shifts us in a different mode. But flow really is um, taking the um, apparent information, living in the moment, um, diving deep if you can and absorb yourself into certain things. So your focused intensity is going to be such that it's like focusing on creative aspects. Sometimes our focus gets, we as we get immersed in something, the time just goes, choo, it passes really fast. And you're also elevated in, in your energy. So it's, it's elusive, but you're also finding that it's um, going to give you much more energy in a way, and that makes it, it very inviting to be doing it more and more often so that you're choosing to add something that's creative possibly in your day. Creative is different for everybody, but when we do this, um, it's a very different feeling, and um, in this process, 
um, as we learn something, um, sometimes we don't know we don't know all of the parts, but we know that we don't know, and we're going to be asking uh, for feedback possibly. So when we exchange our communication with others, trying out certain things that um, we've talked about in what how to do this in a, in a different way. Um, we're going to be finding ourselves with new habits, and as we do this, um, we start out with a beginner's mind in a, in a way and look at different ways to refresh ourselves as we go, um, ask questions. Uh, you're going to be noticing new things, possibly, and um, finding that as we try out the ideas and practice and um Maybe they work and maybe they don't, but we're then shifting into a different um, methodology just to try them out, see how they work the second time. Or if something totally works, that becomes more of a standard as you're working with people or communicating with people. Um, sometimes communication is non-communicative, non-verbal. And so we're presenting our you know, ourselves observing the time and the moments and the importance of that relationship with the other people. And um, when we do this, um, it has a whole different effect on people. And uh, when we process and work on attention of these moments, we want to breathe ourselves and knowing that as we take a breath and calm down, we um, the anxiety around us might go down. And so it's intentions and it's intentional time. So the techniques that we practice and learn might be shifting as we go, um, but it also requires that we be present, asking how are the thoughts? You know, how are our emotions? What am I doing with my sense of time? Am I present? And is something that um, we can be a witness to others and also to ourselves in knowing that something wor is working or not working. And um, as we we take more opportunity here, we can um, be focused on something. And if something doesn't feel right, we can let it go. We're choosing not to hold on to everything, so it becomes a an experience that sometimes you might not know about these experiences when you're get, getting started, but it's um, more freedom, it's greater peace. Um, you can actually feel a sense of bliss. And that comes back to how you approach the process with breathing and what is bliss and how, how do you feel when you're present? Are you feeling a bit um, concerned about certain things or... Um, if you have having a, a relationship outside yourself, um, have a feeling of lack of presence in a relationship, um, having a conversation with that person and explaining a little bit more what you're practicing and understanding, um, there's a good way to be starting here. Um, you can you can actually, be present with others and have it so that um, when you're getting started, um, when you're practicing as a first start, 
you can say, okay, you want to uh, listen for understanding and then be curious and look at the questions that you're asking about that. As you go through this, in your mind, you can recap or summarize what you know the other person is sharing. That also um, gives yourself knowledge that you have listened. And you can actually tell the other person, can I summarize what you just shared? And this is some practice that you know, becomes um, a direct relation. And in that process, that person will know that you actually were present. So there's a lot of different interactions and things that you can do that um, we may have just touched the base and the curiosity. And as we are in this process, we go and we say, okay, well, uh, I tried that, that didn't work, but this is what I'm in the process of doing, and try out different aspects. So, lots of different experiences. Some of them are valuable. Uh, some of them might seem very small. And as you're practicing and rethinking and working with, just know that it's a great opportunity to design your um exchange of information so that others are going to benefit as well and you are acting as a a role model in a way that you're able to share and have enthusiasm about being in uh, a communicative point outside of yourself and it's very fascinating how as we go on you know this is a journey and we step forward on the journey here is a poem I wrote about um, how we create our steps in our process When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I am made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. So pause with us next time, and we have all kinds of opportunities to communicate and work with others outside of ourselves and practice as we go. And in that process, do it with you know full heart and, and try out different aspects. As you test them, uh, you're going to be Become more aware of them and also know that they were. And on that note, have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.